Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team. Episode 11, Season 7, Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex. Good evening. Hi David, right, it's just the just two of us today. Um, a week ago, um, when we did the last pod, we talked about you looked ahead of this, to, to this game, and I'm pretty sure we were both thought at the time that a draw, a draw away from home would be a very good result, and that's exactly what happened today. A, a nil-nil stalemate. Happy, happy with that? Content? Yes, I am. We said we would be, and I still am now. It was massively underwhelming game, has to be said, but... The fact that we still sit top, um, a game that we would have, in previous seasons, lost, um, and certainly in the last minute, just to really cheese us off. Today, we frustrated Chelsea, got the point, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm happy. Are you happy? Absolutely, yep. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, particularly given what happened yesterday, it was a bonus Liverpool dropping points. I feel that... So I feel that for us it was a point gained away from home against not just a London rival, but you know I I would say a team that are going to be in the certainly Champions League um, hunt with ourselves, but quite possibly pushing for the title. So to go away from home and to get a draw, to keep a clean sheet against a good side for me that's a point gained, as opposed to Liverpool yesterday going to Brighton. And drawing, I think that that's two points dropped. Yeah, um, and you know we're we're there, we're 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 still top of top of the table, and unless I think Leicester are playing Fulham tomorrow night. Yeah, unless they score, they score six, six, six goals. <laughs> yeah, six or seven. I mean, you, you could see it. Fulham haven't been great this season, but yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm. I'd be very surprised. So, you know, that means we're going to be on top of the table for another week until next weekend. And obviously we will talk about next weekend's North London derby a little bit later. But yeah, you know, if we if we were to win that, that would be a further week at the top. So we're, we're in a good position. Um, in previous seasons, as you said earlier, we've, we've struggled at the bridge. And I think I'd... I'd Something that we discussed offline, but before the pod um, was I, I mentioned, and it's one of these stats that I, I dislike. But it's so obviously Spurs have only won once at Stamford Bridge in, in thirty odd years. Um, and the reason I dislike that stat is because well, you can't compare this team to a team that was there five years ago, or even worth ten or twenty, fifteen or twenty, twenty-five years ago. Different teams different set of players on both sides, different managers, completely different circumstances. Obviously, you can talk about recent games there. That's 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 fine. In the last maybe year or so, that would be a, a more valid comparison. Um, but even so, even though I hate that stat, part of me sort of thought, well, the stat suggests it's, it's still a tough 
for whatever reason it's a tough ground now whether that's a psychological thing over the years whether that that st- statistic has has been read back at the players and it's played on their minds whether the crowd is hostile obviously there's no crowd there today for whatever reason it's always a tough place to, to go and get a result and we um you know we seldom do and and to get to play out a nil-nil draw i think was was super superb and moreover actually compare us to Put the League Cup game aside, but compare us to when we played in the league last season, home and away. Chelsea had the better of us on both occasions. Mm. And it's a measure of how far we've come since last season. We're, broadly speaking, the same group of players. Obviously, we've added Hoiberg and a few others. They've added um, Silver and Chilwell, for example. But broad, broadly speaking, a lot of, a lot of the core of the, of, of the starting eleven and the squads are still there, the same managers. And... You know, you can see the improvement from 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 last season. Yeah, by a long way, by a long way. It's funny you say you know you just picked on two players there, but having Hoiberg and so on, it, it sort of reminds me when Liverpool were still struggling, falling behind us, looking good, but still finishing up behind us, and then that old saying of just two players and we can win the league, and they did. They got Allison in and they got Van Dijk. It just completely changed them. And you can see now with the one or two signings that we've had, it is changing us. And it's certainly making us solid. Hoiberg is looking to be the absolute bargain uh, of the season. It really is. Um, and, and again, today he's scampering around, breaking things up. Um, so, yeah, we're up there and, and we're still uh, competing. And, and you can't argue that. And it's we that soft underbelly as... Um, disappearing in the distance thank goodness yeah i think I've, i mean I'd, I'd i'd rather i'd rather see like this um i have to say last week the last two games you know we, we when we when he came in um Mourinho, we all dropped our heads in disbelief and oh no you know we're gonna have this football that we don't want and there was a little bit of, of me certainly where i said well you know what i'd rather see the entertainment if we don't win something fine um i i don't fuss over trophies that much but last week i could take that every week i know it was tough at times to watch last week and certainly today was as i say was very underwhelming and it was a tough watch but I would be more than happy to take any silverware the way we're playing at the moment because we're still getting plenty from uh, front runners uh, of, of Son and Kane um, and Mora um, to entertain us. So, so I'm, I'm actually quite happy and you can see how things are changing. Mm. Um, so I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm pleased with it. We look, we look excited. The, the only thing that sort of... The... Niggly thing that I had in my back of my mind for watching that game is what if what if we 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 concede a goal? Will we then be able to respond and and change the way we 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 play? And and if, and, and if that did happen, the problem is as soon as you do that, then we lose. We might we, if we try to be a little bit you know not not adventurous or gun gun ho, but if we start. We start if we change position where we're chasing the game. If we can see the goal and we're starting to chase the game, then we're going to be a little bit leave ourselves perhaps a little bit exposed at, at the back. Um, do we have a do we have another game plan? 
in the event of, say, um, going a goal down. Because there will come a time where we, we will come unstuck, where we will play a good side and they will score first. Yeah. I mean, I, I just said earlier today that uh, about this, that it, our plan sort of for us to win, I think slightly relies on us scoring early. Mm-hmm. If we score early, then we get more comfortable, as we did last week, more comfortable. We're happy in soaking up the pressure and knowing they'll push probably more players on than they would like to, especially with our strike force, which are very quick on the break. And of course, we did get them again. And that would have happened today. I think if we'd have scored early, Chelsea would have pushed players, left gaps. Silver is not quick at 36 years old. Um, you sort of talk about a game, uh, a game plan for that eventuality of, of going a goal down. Yes, we've got players on the bench. I think that's what he'd have done. He'd have brought more, um, more on, bail on, as and when, mm. and changed it. Yes, and we then you we would leave ourselves um, exposed at the back, possibly. But that's that's the risk, isn't it? There is no middle ground with that, really. If you're chasing away and, and trying to um, retrieve the game, you've got to take risks. Um, and it can win. It can work. I mean, Manchester United did it today. They they managed in the end to get the win um, without. I thought they might concede another. Actually, I thought they might. This might end up three all, but they didn't. But that's that's the risk you take. And I think he's got a game plan um, for that eventuality. That um, that first half, I, I I I felt it was fairly evenly matched. I mean, I, I don't know the exact stats for the first half, but I I felt Chelsea had more of the ball. In the first half, they had obviously even more of the ball. Second half, but first half, I felt they had more of the ball. But our game plan worked. We nullified their threat, and and once again, to sound like a broken record, it felt like we were in control of the game with that. With even though we had less less possession of the ball, I didn't really feel that they threatened threatened us that much in the first half, if at all. And I think there were a few moments where we looked good on the break that first half. Second half, I felt I don't know whether it was deliberate or or Chelsea up their game and we didn't. I I just felt we looked a little bit lethargic, a little bit tired. It almost felt I was looking at a few of the few of the players. It almost felt like some of them had played on on Thursday, whereas in actual fact, apart from Don Bele, everybody else was was rested. Yeah, um, they, they 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 were working very hard. You keep tracking across the pitch to to get to areas and and close down areas they weren't necessarily closing down directly the player but certainly closing in areas uh, last week what i did like against man city that they we forced them in the end to try and find passes and a number of times the ball being threaded through went straight off for a goal kick and that was happening today and the moment that starts happening you know that chelsea players are looking up and thinking oh come on you've got to be a better ball than that and they're starting to get a little bit um uh, tetchy and, and frustrated and certainly um, Lampard was I could see it on his face do you know Mourinho gets to Lampard <laughs> and he's a fool he is Lampard he's allowed Mourinho to get to him of all people person he knows he knows the games Frank is one of the more intelligent footballers and managers and yet he has allowed him to get under his skin I mean the shake of hands at the end of it was very curt and quick and no more than a thank you and, and off they span and that's good as far as I'm concerned 
that's really good but only one shot really of any co- what was a heck of a shot and what a save by Lloris yeah I mean, Lloris is having a hell of a season really that's all he had to do in a sense today I say all oh, you know quite a few catches he did come out once where he shouldn't have done and got away with that but in a game like that you're always going to have a mistake uh, once in a game and you're always going to have one chance that's what we traded on today so that one chance they had that was a worldie um that Larice got his brilliantly got his hand to it, and that one moment rode on, and I, I suspect you saw the same as me as it bounced up with no pace on it, and I'm thinking, oh no, no, don't don't head it back. He's headed it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no. I, my heart sank for a moment, yeah. and, and, yeah. and 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 I mean, Giroud should have done better, frankly. <laughs> um, but you know, that's that's football. He, he probably feels guilty still for allowing Larice to have all that drink at that Christmas party <laughs> a couple of years ago. And he thought he'd just give the pass it back to him because it's, it was his fault for buying a couple more bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's um, let's look at a few comments and questions. So, so one from Nate, he just says, happy with a point or disappointed with the two points drops? I think we thought we we discussed that at the outset. Yeah, um, of course I'd love all three points, but we both said last week, point, and we'd be happy, and I'm not going to veer from that um, sentiment, that emotion. Yeah, and I would have even been happy if Liverpool had won yesterday, and we'd still got a point today. I know that would have meant we wouldn't be top, but I would have still, looking at the bigger picture, I would have I would have taken that. As it was, they they you know they dropped some points, and we knew going into this game that point would be sufficient to keep us keep us at, keep us top. Obviously, a win would have been better, but that but it's it's fine. And actually, if you look at the I think we, a few weeks back we looked at all these fixtures, this, this long run of fixtures which started with Man City and then now Chelsea and then it, it goes on in December. There were seven, eight, eight fixtures and there was a question um, about how many points we'd like to accumulate. And if it was, what, seven, eight games, that's what, 21, 24 points potentially. You know, obviously you want all, all points possible, but you know realistically somewhere along the line you're going to drop some points. And... To do so today, or to only gain a draw against away from home against Chelsea, I'd take that. If we win the other games, yeah. Um, like if we win all of our games right now, all the way t- till Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and we actually don't play, we don't play on Boxing Day. We play, I think, on the Monday after, um, or Sunday after it's so, or, or Sunday after Boxing Day is on a Saturday. Um, if we win all our games. And draw at Anfield, will still be top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I, I do think that we can um, uh, win um, the North London derby. Uh, Palace, well, of course, we should do. That's a very winnable. Yeah. Uh, away to Liverpool, of course, is going to be a toughie. Except to say that they're not in the best place at the moment, Liverpool. No. And hopefully, um, players. Well, we know Van Dyke won't be back. Um, uh, Alexander. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, he'll be back. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 we're playing well enough to get something out of that, and I think we can frustrate them yep. in just the same. But we're home to Leicester after that, aren't we? On That's right, yeah. Yeah, yep. and, and then, uh, what is it? Wolves. Boxing Day, yeah, we're away to Wolves, actually, on the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that, be, but Wolves aren't in the best place either. So, yeah, you know what? We looked at this as a tough one, and... and Four points out of Man City and Chelsea. Yep, I'd have bitten your hand off for it. Absolutely. Um, 
Right, question from Mark Stoll. A lot of poor performances today, but a very good... I, I question that, but a very good point considering our record at the bridge. Was Jose too late with his substitutions today? We'll never know, will we? We're too late with the substitutions. I did wonder whether he'd bring more on a little earlier. Um, um, I, my feeling was that we were never going to break out from that low block. I think he was always going to play that, and uh, maybe the fresh legs of Mora might have done something, but our passing actually wasn't the best today. So Mark's not entirely wrong. The passing up to our forward line uh, wasn't wasn't the best. And we just short, were we? Just just mispassing it by a foot here and there, and the ball was coming back far too quickly today. It was a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've. I've I, felt we weren't enough of a threat I think we could have been enough of a threat had we got a passing right but we didn't quite I think that he got it spot on now I'm not a big fan of you know even back in the days when Pochettino was managing we used to get questions about him making substitutions too late I'm 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 a firm believer in the the 11 that start back them and believe in them and and I think that I think the the LaCelso substitution was predictable I could yeah. see that coming. That's that's always that seems to be the case, and particularly given that Don Belli played not only Thursday but he played the preceding Sunday as well. And we know yeah. that he's not play, he's not finished the ninety this season. So that happened. After that, I was sort of struggling. You know, we had good options off the bench. You know, you've got Vicinius, so an out, out striker. You've got Bale. You've got Mora. Um, and I was like, well, who does he take off? Because I thought Bergwijn did well. Yeah, he did and okay. I couldn't see. I couldn't see Kane or Sun coming off, so no. I was looking at it. Well, who's? I I thought if it, when it was going to happen, it was going to happen quite late. It was going to be the point at which a player starts to tire and you introduce some fresh legs. But I didn't really feel it warranted that. And in the end, I wasn't actually too surprised when he brought on Ben Davis yeah. and pushed Re- Regulon up up further um, where yeah. where Bergwijn was playing. He's done that before this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, made a lot of sense to me so I personally I was I was happy with with the subs that were made um what I would like I would like to say right at this moment um that the road on yeah I mean hit thrown in I mean well done he doesn't get enough credit for some of Mourinho don't play the kids well he's played a young lad this time right in a, a top game that was always going to be difficult and we're going to soak up the pressure and I thought for, for sort of 89 minutes, he was superb. He did nothing, really. And that's what I like about him. He did nothing spectacular. He was just there. But there were two moments. Both were absolute cracking crosses that Chelsea got into um, Tammy Abrahams. Uh, both times, Rodon, although he couldn't win it, he made sure Abrahams couldn't win it either. And actually, he was leaning into him. He was under him. And that's why it all ended up in a mess on the floor and, and he couldn't get a proper header. That was good defending. And I thought he had a cracking little uh, mm. debut, full debut. I, yeah. I, I, I like the guy. I, I, and he's very comfortable on the ball as well. So I don't think um, that he'll have any uh, qualms about playing him next week in the North London derby. We, we, we could, it's possible we could have Toby back by then. I think it was two to four weeks, they said. Uh, I can't see it. They said today that he won't, but it may struggle to get back for the Liverpool game ah okay that's going to be a bit of a blow but yeah Rodon did well I mean I thought that 
It looks a little bit shaky at the, st- at the start. There was a point very early on in the game where he brought the football forward, and and there was a misplaced pass, and he lost. We lost the ball. They attacked, and then Werner put it in the net. I think was it off? Was it ruled out for offside? Yes, it never put it. Yeah, it was offside. Yeah. And yeah. it was what well, it was quite amusing actually because they said then that about the offside, and he was a, a yard offside, and there there was. Um, the comedy co-commentator Gary Neville saying, "Oh, is oh, is it only just?" You think, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" You know, it, it, it was well offside. It was that's where VAR comes in, if need be. That's a linesman game. It VAR didn't get involved, mm. but it was it was offside. Yeah, yeah. Never, never been it. There was there was obviously the, the the mistake he made right at the end, which you touched upon earlier. Um, yeah, but apart from that, yeah, he 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 was solid. Played well alongside Dyer, who I thought was solid. I thought um, Hoiberg again, superb. Um, you mentioned Larice earlier. Um, so who I was impressed with, um, not his biggest fan, but Sergio Ria. Yep, yep. Did nothing really wrong today. Didn't last week. That's why he played mm-hmm. today. You know, could have easily if he'd been fumbling about last week. I expect. Um, um, Doherty would have played today, yeah. but um, even though he played Thursday, but no, he was excellent again today. Very strong, very strong. He's starting to really. It, it's almost like he's he's comfortable with our low block plan. I can call it low block. I don't, I don't like those terms that much, but anyway, but that's what they call it anyway. The low block, defending deep. Yeah. Um, but Dyer for me was the man of the match. He was rock solid. He was talking to Rodon. He was giving the ball to Rodon, trusting him. Um, I, I thought Dyer was was the guy today. Hmm. Did, did you? Yeah, I thought I think he was solid. Um, if I was going to pick somebody out, I think he was he was you know, particularly with with Toby out, out of the team. Um, there's an onus on him as the senior centre back to to lead and to to shepherd Rodon on his first full Premier League start, and I think and he did, he did a good job of that as well as. Um, as well as putting in a solid performance, um, he's sort of he's he's going about his business very quietly under the radar. Yeah. Um, which actually is, is all you want from a defender. It doesn't have to be yeah. spectacular. It don't doesn't need to be like last ditch tackles or just, just solid. Just do the job. Don't yeah. make mistakes. Um, which Oria also played in that that fashion today. Disciplined. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, let's see. So, a comment question from Stuart Sessions. Rodon looked okay apart from the last minute fuck up. Could have lost and won it in the last five minutes. Um, Aria has improved with competition. Hope to see Bale unleashed against that South London lot. And let me just say, so seems we're managing the squad already, um, but feels like a different mindset with this team. And then we had a question from our own John, John Steggles, um, who says, no goals conceded from City and Chelsea. Is the improvement we are making under Jose now bearing fruit? Yeah, absolutely it is. Absolutely. Uh, the, the players are buying into it. That's what it looks like to me. They're happy. Uh, when he's first doing it, uh, I... I felt for Kane actually and maybe Son because they weren't getting a great deal of service and they were doing a lot of hard work off the ball um, and defending uh, and I thought oh how long is he going to enjoy that but of course when you're sitting top of the league and you're 
not conceding like today and, and certainly not conceding last week and winning, the players will buy into it. They'll love it, um, as, as any team would do. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's a, I definitely think, as a, the fans as well, we're all getting a little bit of belief. I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say, oh, we'll win the league. But here we are carrying on mixing it into the second quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. And, and I can still see us certainly in the top four um, around Christmas and, and halfway into the season. Uh, I, th- I think we will be somewhere in there and giving trouble. For sure, other teams, as we've seen in, in the previous certainly five years, some of the top teams uh, have failed in their seasons. Man City are doing that a little bit at the moment. I know they had a, a gave it a right walloping on Burnley, um, but they're not the team they were um, last season quite at the moment. And Liverpool are struggling. So, yeah, there are opportunities. And um, I think Mourinho looks he's rubbing his hands at that opportunity and he's going to try and take advantage i think we're all buying into it Mm. looking ahead to the arsenal match um on wait today um so assuming that nobody picks up any injuries from from now to, to 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 then any sort of freak injuries in training or or players that started today by and large don't play on Thursday um, firstly how do you how do you see us shaping up against Arsenal in terms of team selection will it be the, start, the same starting 11 do you think somebody else will come into the team and uh, and how do you think we'll do against Arsenal I I think I've got a feeling Bergvine may well drop to the bench and uh, Lucas will start but other than that I think it'll be the same team mm-hmm. Um and I think we're going to give Arsenal a lot more trouble. I don't think it'll be the low block that we had today with Arsenal. I think they have gaps at the back. I think we'll press them a bit more. And I think we'll be more on the front foot. I'm really confident that we're going to come away with a win in the North London derby. If we do that, our fans are going to go mad, aren't we? Mm. We, must, we must keep dampening down our ambitions. It's still early days, but I really think that we can do it. I'm going to get caught out now, aren't I? Because I don't like, <laughs> gonna lose it. But no, I, I feel. I mean, who knows? All sorts of things to happen. But I'm, I'm quietly confident that we'll do a really good job on Arsenal next week. I really yeah. am. I mean, they they are poor. They are poor. I know they won a trophy last season, and that'll appease their fans, and they'll probably, not probably, almost certainly, they'll shove it down our throats and and, and tell us, remind us, you know, that we haven't won a trophy and all, all that sort of thing. But I don't feel. I don't feel they've made the progression that they should be making, um, and I think they're in a club in turmoil. And I think I think actually Arteta's a good coach, by the way, um, but they just look they just look poor this season. Yeah, they just look miles. You know, I, I felt that under their previous manager, they they just look 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 and and towards the end under Wenger, I felt they looked light years away. And I look at it now, and they looked. They look poor. Um, there was so literally it, a bit on AFTV I saw, I might be on Twitter, mm-hmm. somewhere anyway, and the, the the Arsenal fan was interviewed and he was, as usual, they're furious, they're fuming. And we were referred to as that lot down the road. That lot down the road, you've got an owner who loves the club, who, who wants to win things. And I thought, you're spot on there, mate. And, and some of our fans don't quite buy into that, but they should do. 
because uh, you know that their owners really are in it for the money only. They're they're just squabbling in there, and uh, it's it's holding the club up. It's hold, holding it back. So there's, and, there's and no leadership on. there. There's no leadership. No. Um, and on. yeah, you know it's great. Yeah, I, I think that all the state of that club I know it's, I know. I appreciate it's a North London derby and I'm sure they'll, they'll raise, raise their, their game right. but nonetheless I think that we've got too much quality we've got too much now and experience and even without Toby um, I think we'll we'll get the three points ne- next week um, I've, I, I agree with you I think it will be the same 11 other than Bergwijn but I've got a feeling it will be Bale who comes in um, rather than Mora, just because it's a big game, and I yeah. think Bale. And if it doesn't work out with Bale, um, then uh, you can, I'm sure Mourinho will take him off and bring on bring on Mora. Um, much will again depend on whether Bale starts on on Thursday or not, which I suspect he will. And if he does, then hmm, maybe maybe he won't against Arsenal. We shall see. What's it, what's significant about next week um, is that it, it it'll be the first game, the first Premier League game for us certainly. Um, oh, with, fans. with fans and that, that weekend it'll be the first time fans and just to explain to perhaps listeners overseas who aren't aware of the situation so um, there will be some number of fans um, allowed back in stadiums um, from from next week now in the Premier League um, basically, to, it, it, the, the, the number of it's going to reduce capacity, and the number is dictated by where that club is based, which which region. So we've got this tier system in the UK, um, tier one, two, and three. And without boring listeners with with, with the details, um, if you're in tier one, four thousand pounds are allowed. If you're in tier two, two thousand are allowed. And if you're in a tier three restriction zone um, because of the ongoing pandemic then no fans are allowed um, as it is none of the clubs are in currently are in tier one. Ten of the Premier League clubs so that's all the London clubs plus Southampton plus Brighton plus the the, the Merseyside clubs Liverpool and Everton are in tier two so they'll have 10,000 fans and everybody else won't have any fans. Um, how do you feel about that David in terms of from from our perspective, from next next from ne- particularly next Sunday, North London Derby having two thousand fans in the stadium, will that will that help us? Will that will there be a crowd that's going to add a little bit of maybe tension if it's not going well? Will it will 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 that affect, will that affect in, the players? Interesting, or, or, isn't it? Will it boost okay. the players? Great big stadium like ours with two thousand. I said the other day, it's like throwing a sausage up an alley. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, it's just so much space around them will they be heard even because they won't be able to sit next to each other will they yeah They're massively spaced out it's not as though they could all group up behind the goal well they will march. they will all be based they're all going to be they will all be located in the south stand right so that's um but then, uh, they're not going to be they're not piling down the front are they all bunched up no, really no, making something of, of it no, so no. it's going to be difficult to get anything going but it's something it's yeah. something so um, I'm glad it is. It's going to cost, cost our club money to do it. Mm-hmm. it they don't make any money because um, they're going to have to get certain certain amount of staff in, uh, which will probably uh, cost just the staff wages alone more than the fees that will come in from the fans going in. But it's a start, um, and I'm not going to complain about it. I won't be one of them, unfortunately. But um, 
or fortunately. I'm not sure if I do want to go, really. Uh, so, um, the only people that are eligible are season ticket holders, premium season ticket holders, or corporates, whatever you want to call them. And then what the club said were affiliates. So, I'm guessing what market people, um, sort of marketing type um, companies that, yeah. that work with Spurs, that sort of thing. Right. And of that 2,000, of the season ticket holders, the only ones that even then that are eligible, the ones who have renewed. So the club gave the option this season to season ticket, to ticket holders to um, renew or to just freeze their season ticket for, for 12 months, which they wouldn't normally do under, under normal circumstances. If you if you decided not to renew your season ticket normally, that's it. You'd you'd <laughs> you cease to be a season ticket holder and you'd, you'd be back at the bottom of the queue. But, but they, they provided this option, and a lot of people t- took the chance to... Knowing that there was this uncertainty ahead, they didn't renew, which is fine. Um, so they're not eligible. So I don't, I don't actually know the breakdown of of, of the season ticket holders who who did yeah. renew and, and who are eligible. But what happens is if you can then for the ones who are eligible, they they'll apply um, in a ballot. And so say say if I applied for the North London derby, if I'm successful. I get to see that game. What then happens is I'm no longer eligible for the for the remaining games of this season. That's assuming that we don't have full uh, full capacity um, at any point this this season. So let's let's make the assumption that the capacity remains at two thousand at best four thousand. Um, so even if you'll even if a fan is lucky enough to see Spurs this season, it'll only be for one game. Yeah, statistically, because they want to get give everybody a chance. So if say yeah. somebody gets gets to see Arsenal, that's it. They they go to the bottom of the list, and they will keep doing it until. And I, and I sort of worked it out that I don't think it's actually possible for anybody to see any season to get older to see more than Spurs once this this season. If you consider all the league matches, yeah, home matches that are left. I think there's probably about 15 games left out of 19. I think yeah. if we've played four already, short of the capacity increasing to 4,000 or more. Um, broadly speaking, not necessarily about Spurs, but um, from a football point of view, from a Premier League point of view, do you think it's fair that some clubs will um, will have spectators in half of the Premier League clubs and the other half won't? Will that put other certain clubs um, give them an advantage? Um, no, because it's costing us money in that respect. Unless you look at it from an angle that with fans in, it will give us that 12th man effect, which I'm not sure it will. Mm. Um, this is getting into politics, really, which uh, I, I, I hate going into. But I, whatever the government do, whether they, you know, be it football or anything else, you know, it's half the people saying, yeah, well, right, we have to do it. And the other half saying it's ridiculous. There's no winning with this. And at the end of yeah. the day, we still come back to the fact, I'm sorry, it's a pandemic that's very unfortunately hit us. So they're trying their best, um, I guess. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure that getting 2,000 in is, is worthwhile and leave it until the end of the season. I, would, I don't want to go back really until it's heaving again. So yep. we go in there and the whole place is rocking. And certainly imagine, couldn't you, the North London derby, we're at the top. Um, what a what a day that would have been with us all bundling around. So I look forward to that. So I'm, that's why I say I'm not like, over keen. I know I, I won't be one of them, but I'm not over keen in going back while it's only a few people in. 
Yeah, it's it's a difficult if it's a difficult balancing act, basically. Mm. Um, and you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And and I think there are a lot of people just desperate, not just not just fans. I think players, everybody associated with, yeah. with football, commentators to, to get some yeah. number of fans back exposed. back in. In an ideal world, every club in the Premier League would have two thousand fans in as a starting point, and then would go from four thousand and so forth. But as it is, because of these restrictions and regional restrictions, it just means that some won't for now but that could that could change going forward hopefully it, it will as and when yes yeah. deemed safer to, to do so um before i want to t- before i want to get into talking about the europa game against ludicrous and just looking ahead to the last game um i do want to mention the league title is it possible yes of course it's possible but as i say you've got to keep it damp down and i've got to do the same as Mourinho and to say next week that's all that counts, you know, the next game. And that's all we look forward to. And then at the end of the season, you count the points up. And whoever's got the most will go along and collect that silver thing. And, he, and you've got to look at it that way. You and I can remember very well with the Leicester City season, how we mm-hmm. sort of got a bit overexcited for a short while and then realised uh, later on in the season it was slipping from us. Um, and and I, I won't sort of, I'm trying not to go down that avenue. Yes, of course we can do it. And we've got the squad. It was interesting because today on on Sky Sports, um, Roy Keane said, no, no, they're not good enough to do it yet. Uh, Man City have got a better team. And uh, uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, he said, well, no, I don't know. He said, I I think they've got, when you look at their squad, and I thought, yeah, you're right. Um, These things aren't always won by necessarily the best team or the best squad. Sometimes it's little moments. You know, we've seen Man City trip up. They tripped up against us. A lot of these clubs can do that. And if, as I suspect, Mourinho's sitting there saying, just keep picking the points up, lads. Don't worry about anything else. Pick the points up. And while everybody's looking over there, we've sneaked in behind them. So, yeah, of course we've got a chance. You Mm. think we've got a chance, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, I think the... We go back and make comparisons with that Leicester season and even the season after, which I think the season after I think I sometimes feel gets forgotten about when we were behind Chelsea because we actually finished the season closer in terms of points um, behind Chelsea than we did when we were chasing Leicester, and we finished second rather than ending up ending up finishing third in that in that Leicester season. Um, both both of those seasons we had strong squads. Mm. Um, I think we've got strong strong squad now. Um, both of those. Both the Leicester season and this season, it feels as though there's a lot of teams, a lot of the top teams that are in transition or in a state of flux, and I think that's that opens up opens it up a bit for sure. If Liverpool were playing and City were playing to the levels that they were last season, and the season before that, and City the season before that, then it would be we we wouldn't. However good we are, we would. I don't. Think we'd be in with a sniff. I think they they took it to really high levels. 90 plus 95 plus points um yeah. but that's not the season we're in now no. you know and you can only you can only deal with the season with with the circumstances you find yourself in so you know that i think favors us obviously we've got a manager that's got experience of winning league titles well in three countries but particularly three or four countries actually italy yeah. italy portugal spain and england yep Three top leagues, four different countries, and 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 he's done it on three occasions, 
albeit with the same club in England. So he knows he knows the league well. He's he's he's, he's very experienced. We've got that going for us that we didn't previously. Um, the the one thing that I felt we had back in back in the Leicester season and the, the following season when we were um, chasing Chelsea, which I feel we've got again now, is a strong spine. Larice, you mentioned him earlier, solid. Yep. Toby Alderweireld, solid. Eric Dyer forming a good partnership with with Toby. Obviously, he's Toby's injured. Hoiberg, solid. Mm. Then you've got the, uh, if you like, the sort of playmaker in Dombele. He's showing good good form this season. And then you've got Kane and Son. Mm. That's that's the spine of the team. Not to mention quality in other positions, left back Regulon, and and some depth in the squad. Um, we obviously got Lamella, who's in, who's out injured at the moment, but he's he's made a contribution early this early early part of this season. Um, there's there's a great deal of strength strength and depth. So, so the fact that we've got this strong spine, we've kept four clean sheets recently, really gives me a lot of belief. I think the fact that we're top of the league, which we we weren't then, that's the thing. We were never those, those seasons when we were chasing Chelsea and Leicester. We we never at no point in those seasons did we occupy top spot. We got to within two points of it at one point, mm. but no closer. We're actually in top spot now for what two weeks? Well, this yeah. is the start of the second week where we'll be yeah. um, on top, and, and if we win next week, we'll be on top for a further week. I, league isn't settled, isn't decided now, but it, no. I just think it just bodes really, really well for the rest it, of the season. It, it does take a lot of luck, and Leicester won it with a lot of luck. That that all the other teams. Uh, decided not to play that. I mean, Chelsea in particular were awful. They were they, they um, down tools. They were absolutely dreadful, and and Leicester sort of got away with it. So, you know, that that's what it takes. But we we are well placed at the moment, and I think we've got a really good squad and a squad capable. But I will remind you, there is also the January transfer window. Yeah. And I think there'll be one or two little deals if if Mourinho's not happy with one or two. I mean, he might turn around and say. You know, we've got Delhi playing. There'll be a lot of clubs. I can get a few bob. Now I can get a couple of players that I want. And that might make a difference. As we say, again, those just two more players will do it. And it might be. So plenty plenty to feel good about. That's all I would say to, to us fans. Let's feel good about what where we are and what we're doing. But look no further than look forward to the North London derby. Or Lask, if you like. Or Lask. Like so Thursday. we've got... We've got let's, let's, talk, let's talk about Europa. We've got Lask on Thursday, I think... If, if I've done the math correctly, with Lask away and then Antwerp at home, if we get a point against Lask, we've qualified for the, for the next stage, I believe. Um, we had Ludogrets, who we played last Thursday, and we won that match. Um, I've written the sort of two notes that I scribbled down, um, but if there's anything else that, that comes to your mind that I've forgotten, feel free to add. Um, so to the two things from that game that, that, that stood out for me. One was the performance of Vicinius. I thought he was superb, leading the line. Um, and it's really um, refreshing that I think we've, for the first time in ages, we've got another striker in the, in the squad, I feel, other than Harry Kane, who can come in and can... Can you know we can we can easily we can we can rest Kane for for, for such matches, but have another player come in who can get goals, who can lead the line, um, and then the performance of Deli Ali, um, I thought was really good um, on on Thursday. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. I thought Delhi was excellent. 
I mean, we did push them back. It was difficult to get some of the passes through. Sometimes it was through an Ivan needle, so the passing wasn't always there. But um, I, I again, this is down to the squad. We we did it against Antwerp, and understanding Mourinho was furious because it meant he had to bring on the big guns, and that was a waste of time because we still lost it. This time, we put our second string out, if you like. I hate using that term because these are all squad players and there's no such thing as a nailed-on, easily a nailed-on first-teamer. But they went in there, the second string, did the job and did the job admirably. That meant that got us the draw today. That's how I see it. Um, mm -hmm. If we'd have played any first-teamers um, on Thursday, they would have been tired today. So, And Lask, I would imagine, is the same thing. Now we're talking about it. Last we go there, second string. I'm sure we'll get the result now because those guys they looked at Facinius. They know what he can do. Um, finished with a plomb, and he does look a, a, a proper striker, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, I I liked it. He feels like an improvement on both Janssen and Lorente, and I know that Lorente played his part in our Champions League run, and I know he's a awkward big guy that can cause problems. But I always felt when we had Lorente. I didn't like so with with Janssen. I felt he just lacked confidence, and I felt he was poor yeah. in front of goal. Yeah. I didn't feel that with Lorente, but I felt that he slowed things down, and did we? He was just a blumbering big guy. Mm. Um, and yeah, and last season we didn't have anybody um, other than Kane, and yeah, and and, and Janssen just 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 looked shot of confidence, just looked poor. But Vicinius to me looks like he can get some goals. And and he can even if he doesn't get goals, he can lead the line. We can have other players playing off him. Yeah. Um, particularly the way that Mourinho sets up, I think he, he wants a target man and having players play off him. Whereas with Pochettino, there were times where we'd play different and we could not play a striker. Uh, if Kane was injured, we could play with sort of Sun and and Delhi and have a sort of false nine. But we don't really play that way. So it's good that we've got another striker that can come in. The only thing is, it has occurred to me, um, and I think I think this is an important point. I think if we were in the Champions League and we had I don't know Madrid on a Wednesday and then Arsenal on a Saturday, for example, I think who regardless of who the manager is, I think they would be less inclined to play. Vicinius and Kane would play midweek and then again at the weekend because yeah. the, the stakes are much higher in the Champions League. The, competi the, 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 the opposition, the quality of the opposition is so much better. And I think in a weird way, being in the Europa has benefited us. Yeah, well, it has. Um, yeah. We're making that's, it not, so. that's not sustainable in the long term, but I'm just saying that I can, I can, see if, I can foresee a situation where next year yeah. we won't have that luxury. Do, do you know what... Um, Vicinius reminds me of a little bit of Man City. So they've got Aguero, who's top top striker. He's he's you know he's their Harry Kane. He's their top top man. And then they've got Jesus, who I don't don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a bad striker, but he's not the same threat. And we saw that last week against us that Aguero would be. But he can still come in. He can do a job. He was brilliant. He was brilliant when he arrived there. I think yeah. Man, I think Man City have taken the confidence out of him actually. And I think some of that is because he's not playing on a, on a, yeah. on a regular basis, but yeah. but but he does give them that other option, which is the yeah. sort of thing that we had been lacking until Vicinius, um, on until Vicinius arrives on Delhi. I, I it was really encouraging watching him play the other night. Mm. I did feel 
perhaps he might do enough not to not to make the starting lineup today, but maybe maybe get on the bench. Um, it wasn't to be, but do you know what? I'm sure he'll play on Thursday. And yeah. if he plays again, if he plays well again on Thursday, then at least it will show to the manager and to everybody that it wasn't a flash in the pan. And actually, he's he's good and he's got something to offer going ahead. I I hope so. I want him, I'm desperate for for Delhi to stay to to buy into um, what Mourinho wants. Um, he looked he was more of a playmaker on huh? Thursday. Um, we played um, yeah played him as, as a much more involved rather than sort of off the striker a bit. Um, and, and it was a change, slight change to his game. And I'd love just love to see him stay, but. I, I'm buying into it that much that if Mourinho does turn around when it comes to um, January and says uh, to, to Levy, well, if we get a good offer, take it because here's a bit of paper. They're the players I'd like to have. Mm. Um, I, I, and I think just about all Spurs fans would say, yeah, at the moment, yeah, we'll take that because if it means winning trophies and, and he's the one that's going to um, be the scapegoat, if you like, but the, the the sacrificial lamb, then do it. Right. I, I can see that, and I and I and I also see that we've got an embarrassment of riches in, I won't say up front, but in further forward positions, should we say, in mm. attacking positions, mm. in the sort of playing off Kane, playing off Vicinius, Bergwijn, Mora, Bale, Son, Delhi. If you want to throw him into the mix, Lacelso. Um, so I can see potentially, yeah, a player being, at some point, if not in the winter, then next summer being offloaded to, to bring in another player, maybe to bring in a centre-back. We've talk, talked previously about Skriniar. Um, I read somewhere that the, the lad at Napoli, Koulibaly, we've yeah. been linked with before, um, yeah. been linked with him again. But I don't, I don't know he's a fan of Lamella, but if I had to choose between Deli Ali, Lamella and, say, Mora, I'd keep Deli. Yeah, I he's, would. He's, he's, I, he's younger than both of them. Yeah, I, I'd lose um, Lamella. Although I like when he's when he's on the pitch, I do like what he does, yeah. and I think he's very valuable. But for the simple reason, he's he's, he's injury. He's, he's yeah. too injury prone. He's, in, he's injury prone. He's in his late twenties. Moore is yeah. in his late twenties. Dyer's Dyer. Delhi's twenty-four. Yeah, um, I, I'd keep Delhi, but yeah, if it's a sacrificial, I'd, I'd yeah I'd let um, Lamella go first, but. Um, yes, Grinny, I might well be on the list uh, come January, and that might just be the sort of player. Um, you know, another I, I, I've watched him carefully, and he does look a, a real solid piece of work, Grinny. I would love, I would love to get him. Right. So the final thing, um, I just want to go back to today's match because we we did have a question that came in a few minutes ago as we were recording um, from Andy Ireland. His Twitter handle is at a island eighty six. Mandy says, a strong battle today when normally on the back foot we lose. Does today show grit and determination to get over the line? Something we've ne- we we never normally have. Yeah, and he's right, never normally. I can't remember in my lifetime a Spurs side that's played like this. Uh, as a tactic, we've, we've been penned back many a time mm. and looked like we're trying to play the tactic when really we just couldn't get out. We had such a poor side. Uh, at some stages but we've always been an entertaining side I've always yeah. loved us for that I really have um, I know if you go back to the 60s everybody played 
like that. It was always with a two, three, five formation. It was always completely built around entertainment and and brushing forward, taking turns going up and down the pitch, and until um, really the '66 World Cup, and we had the back four and and four in the middle and two up front, and and tactically it all changes. But still, Spurs still maintained this entertainment, and it's almost as if you're falling in line to dare is to do, you know this this um, and really giving something to the fans but in reality and, I, and I'm, I know again the fans will want this they'll buy into this and say you know what I'll take this type of style of football if it means winning the trophies and it is a stage and I think if he gets it right and if he stays for the next few years and we start winning trophies I'm sure they'll get, he'll find a, be, a better balance and he won't just be all defending oh, it's not been all defending this season has it no. I mean, we, did, we destroyed Southampton um, and and the other little team, what was the other one? Oh, Manchester United. That was the other little one. We destroyed them. <laughs> so, you know, it's not as though we're not playing with a a, a bit of flair, um, but just sometimes he has to revert to this. And yeah, it's a more pragmatic approach. I'm mean, like, I felt there were there were occasions, like very few. There were a few occasions under Pochettino where we played a bit more pragmatic, a little bit against the grain you know the, the the game against for example madrid the, the two games against madrid particularly when we particularly when we played them actually away from home where we had less of the ball we knew we were going to have less of the ball and we, we were a bit more solid but i yeah that that seemed to that seemed to be the exception rather than the norm under mm-hmm. under pochettino and, and there were there were there were times where i just wish particularly the the, the final in in madrid um, some of the other high-profile games where we actually were like, do you know what? We're not going to go toe to toe. We're going to be a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more pragmatic and just get the results. And um, you know, sometimes you don't play particularly well, like that Champions League final, and and that's fine. That happens. But but if we're not going to play well, then I just hope that 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 we we can grind out the result. Mm on those occasions yeah there's 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 much more there's more steel um the only sort of sort of caution that I'd add is that we haven't until we actually get over the line we can't really say that we've got over the line no quite that's right um we've won nothing we've won nothing we're but you can't win it at this stage of the season. Sure. So. Well, what we've done, which we had, which, which we didn't do, like the Leicester season, the Chelsea season, season is we've actually gone top during the season. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't that at the moment doesn't mean anything. We we finished top of a Champions League, Champions League group one one season, and we got to the knockout stage, and then we lost to Juventus, and the team that finished second in our group, Real Madrid, went to the final and won it. Yeah. So. They did it where it counted at the end of the season. Yeah, um, we weren't there. Um, I feel that we we've made great strides as we did under Pochettino, and I feel we're we're at that same level. Yeah. Okay, now I'm sure people will break it down and say, well, and I don't know, we've got a little bit more steel, and or we'd if under Pochettino we might go to Stamford Bridge and try to go toe to toe with them and end up with nothing, or maybe occasionally get the the, the win like we did in 2018, but actually we're we're back forget about the style of football we're, we're back at the same sort of level that we were under peak pochettino yeah. that's where we are at the moment 
we don't know that we're any further yet. We will we will do once once we get a trophy because that was the thing that we didn't we we failed yeah. ultimately to do on the Pochettino. The point at which we do that, the point at which we get whether that's a a league cup or an FA Cup or a Europa or dare I say it, win the league. That's the point at point point at which we know that we've we've um, tr- well and truly cross got over that line. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Right, the next podcast will be at uh, some point next week, either next Sunday or it might might record it on Monday. Um, we shall see. Um, until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Well, thank you. Thank you to all our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the base of bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run onto that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.